no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we will break down the Bears' Week 13 loss against the Detroit Lions and much more. Hey, Dub, man. I'm uh, sick of this foolishness, bro. Just sick of it. I bet, man. All I can say is, damn, 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 damn. Dude, right? <laughs> man, I miss James already. Shit. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Tough loss, man. Tough one. Man, tough. Lo- Listen, we went from last week talking about how we were embarrassing to what we saw today, which is like just gut wrench. And that that's that reminds me of the dude in high school that whooped your ass, took your lunch money, you sitting at lunch watching him eat lunch with your money. And you still taking an L because then when you get up from the table, somebody trip you. That's what this shit felt like, bro. <laughs> man, it feels like, feels like that for sure. Man, I just very disappointed, brother. I can't lie to you. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> Before we get into uh, going into our um, keys from the preview pod, I just got one thing I'm going to ask you. So when we looked at the inactives today, we saw that Riley Ridley was inactive again on the ball game today. Right. Did Riley really do something to Matt Nagy? You think like, is this some personal shit? Because you're supposed to put your best 53 on the on on the on the roster on game day. Why is this guy still in that? You know what, man? That's something that's been hard to uh digest. Um, when he's out there, it looks like he looks effective when you're out there. To not see him playing, you know, that's a that's definitely a naggy thing there. And, and to your point, Perez, this guy should be playing, man, a lot more than what he's playing. It's a crime, and we're going to go into this a little bit later on when it comes to one Matthew Nagy, because I'm calling you Matthew, and, and no disrespect <laughs> to my fam, uh, Matthew out there, but I'm going to slander your name today, bro. Um, let's get into this uh, these keys real quick, A-Dub. So on the preview pod, one of your keys was stopping the run. How right. do you think we did there today against uh, the 47-year-old Adrian Peterson? We did okay. Uh, we were inconsistent with it. I think we stopped it in a couple quarters, right, the second and third quarter, but I don't think we did a good job in the first quarter and parts of the fourth quarter. So I will say inconsistent with that. Okay. Your second key was scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So you and I both talk about red zone efficiency on this show. What were your thoughts there? thought we did a good job there. You know, we ended up getting 30 points. Um, we, we got one field goal and the rest were touchdowns. So I thought we did a good job there. Yeah, man. I mean, to be honest with you, if we'd have went in this game and that would have been our percentage of ratios, I'd have thought we'd have got a dub. Right. Absolutely. Being thir- right, scoring 30 points with a good defense, you expect to win a game like that. Yep. So. I don't know if you remember, but uh, I had a couple keys. So the one key that I had was scoring early and milking the lead, right? Right, right. Because you and I both has mentioned that throughout the course of the season, we have not played with the lead, right? Correct. And when you have a defense that, for the most part this season, has performed well, 
that's a defense that you basically say, hey, you know what? If we give them a lead, we can win a ball game. Correct. So in today's game, we were ahead most of the game, and we still we still lost the ball game for a wide amount of reasons that we'll get into on this podcast. But I would just say this, man. We can't have nice things. When I look at this, all season, we've been talking about where's the offense, right? It's been inconsistent, A-Dub, and the defense right. was – we were saying, hey, the defense deserves better. Now we get an offense that's somewhat working a little bit, and then the defense is now kind of starting to get into these fits where they're kind of not getting it done. So it's just – it's one thing after another, bro. And that, that shit is it, it's, it's crazy. And that's when we talk about looking for a complete game from our offense, from our team, right? Now you got offense cooking a little bit. Now we got no great defense. So we need a consistent, a complete game from both defense and offense. Yep. The last thing that I had for, uh, for a key was the fact that uh, Mitch needed to rebound from his uh, Sunday night performance, right? We talked about the fact that, hey, you know what? Mitch is playing for his NFL career right now. And what I saw out there today from Mitch was a tale of two halves, right? And that's the story of his career. In the first half, he was solid. He did just enough basically to get the team in, in good footing, right? Right. However, in that second half, and we'll get into the specifics of this, but it was a totally different ball game from him in that second half. And, you know, he had a costly play there that led to us losing the ball game today. But from my standpoint, I thought Mitch played well in the first half. The second half, he didn't do enough to win the ball game for his team today. What'd you think? I thought Mitch done okay today. I really did. Um, I thought that uh, with him being able to get a chance to get us the lead, help us get the lead, and maintain the lead for the most part, up into that last play, right, to where the fumble came in at, I thought he did a pretty good job overall, really. I didn't think that Mitch was the reason why we really lost this game. Yeah, no, he wasn't the uh, he wasn't the primary reason, but at the end of the day, when we're, when we're looking at this, you need your quarterback to uh, to make plays. And the thing about it is, and, and A-Dub, this is something that you've talked about at nauseum on this podcast, is our third quarter struggles. And yeah. again, in this ball game, we see third quarter Bears. You know, <laughs> they 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 are who we thought they were, right? Right, absolutely, man. That third quarter, like I told you before, I'm not sure what's going on in that locker room, what they're sharing. But the third quarter is when you post come out and make adjustments. And unfortunately for us, doesn't like we made enough adjustments to win this ball game. Not at all. Well, guess what, man? Audience, we got a special guest on this podcast. This guy has been someone that everyone has loved being on this show. He's family to us, so he's not even really a guest of this podcast. This man is family. Big day. Right. Pull up, man. What's up? Fellas, what is happening? <laughs> hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Why are you getting a dub? Are you okay, brother? Are you all right? Are we, okay? are we no, all right? Man. No, man, I'm not all right, man. I'm not all right, man. I'm just here to say I'm here for you. This is a safe place. You know, I, I just want you to know I got your back, man. You know, I'm not going to, I'm going to dig into you. But I'm not gonna <laughs> dig in hard. I'm not gonna dig in hard though. You know, but I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a jab you a little bit, just a couple of quick jabs to you, because I know it was it's, it was a tough day, man. When I came on, guys' energy was low. You know, everybody was sad. You know, I had to talk prayers off the bridge. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, "No, nah, Dave, just you know, let me go. Keep, keep the podcast going in my yeah. honor. That's all yeah. he asked me. Yeah, and I'm I'm just concerned, man, fellas. It was the tough loss, but I know what you're feeling." I'm just going to say this, Big Dave, and when I do make that jump, just tell the audience that I love them. That's all I'm going to say. Because <laughs> one, one more game of this shit, bro, I'm going straight to San Francisco. I swear <laughs> to God. you making a trip to another state during yeah. a pandemic just bro. to jump off a bridge. Yeah, That's dedication, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So that that brother's dedicated right yeah, there. Yeah, that heart attack don't give me that crash of the water, Will. So. <laughs> man, I, I feel like I'm in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, man. 
with no with, with, yeah. with, with no boat, man. <laughs> so you said like, with, with no boat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh. you, you, see, you see what the Bears have done? Do you see what the Bears have done to people? They just it just made you sad, man. It's just it's so sad what's going on right now. Six losses in a row. Yep. Six. Ain't done that since what 2002? Yeah. Six losses. And that was like, wasn't that Dick Jerron? That was Dick Jerron era. Yeah. Oh, Dick man. Oh, I thought we passed that, man. Oh, <laughs> God. You know what? I took this loss better than I did last week. Because last week I lost my mind. And yeah, I, I heard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who is this? And what did they do to Big Dave? Ooh, man, I lost it, dog. Like, I lost. I remember recording. I was just sitting on my chair. I was reclined in my chair with the mic on my stomach. Just <laughs> like I was so angry, but I felt so good afterwards. That's why I love doing this stuff because it, it's therapy. You know what I'm saying? I was able to get that out and I felt so much better. But this week I came in expecting the loss. Honestly, I didn't expect them to win. There's nothing I saw last week that I thought we could translate over into this week. I was like, will Mitch finally suddenly get accurate? Will, will referees start calling holding on Khalil Mack? I mean, I didn't see anything that was going to change. Was, was Montgomery going to get 20 carries? Like, Should have. nothing I saw was going to change, man. So this loss, although it's shocking, of course, because I don't think the Lions have done that since 2013 or something like that, when they come back from, what, uh, 24 down? Right. And, yeah, so it was shocking. I get that. But, honestly, I, I expected the L, bro. This, and, this, is, what I, this is what I'm going to say, man. This this. Remember uh, different strokes, man, where Arnold used to get punked by, what was that dude's name? The, the, oh, goon. the Gooch. The Gooch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that's what the Lions were today for this fan base. <laughs> dude, I call the Lions, see, I, I equate the Lions to Robitussin. Okay? Okay, what we got? They, they, when you're feeling sick and you're playing bad, you need some Robitussin, don't you? You know what I'm saying? That's how just, I do Just let Lions. it go down to the bone, huh? That's it, man. When you When you're sick, and you just need something to feel better. You got a cough and you're like, man, dude, it won't go away. You go get you some Robitussin. You go get the Detroit Lions. That's what <laughs> you do. But we lost to Robitussin. We lost to Robitussin. You're well, supposed to feel better about yourself after you play the Lions. And well, we felt good early on, right? We so did. We nice, was some right? good vibes. There was some good vibes. Oh, man, that Robitussin was working wonderfully. I was like, man, it's going down smooth. I'm starting to keep food down. I'm got my temperature dropping. You know what I'm saying? I felt good, man. And then I got cocky. You know, you threw the rubber <laughs> away. You put down the Vicks vapor rub. You thought you could go outside. And, and, and then you got slapped all in your face because, man, he threw for 400 yards. Matt <laughs> Stafford threw for 400 yards to some dude named Cephas. My right, man, right. Quintess Cephas. Cephas and Reese was the only people I knew, and that was off in living color. That's the only people I knew. Ooh, that was a good one. I like that. That was that was, that was that was strong. That's all I knew, bro. That's the only people I ever known like that. I was like, who the hell is Cephas? I was like, why is he in the past that he threw? Dude, he's, the match that's a pass. He sounded oh. like that guy. He sounded like the guy we was talking about that could fix a carburetor for your car on 83rd Street. That's who Cephas is. <laughs> Yes. He got like I said, I got that cigarette hanging. Yeah. <laughs> hanging out, man. Like, oh yeah, bro, it's gonna run you about a six-pack right here. That's right. <laughs> it's gonna run you about that six-pack. Come on with it. So, so uh, so uh big Dave, one of the things that uh A dub and I talked about in the preview pod is we said uh we had a guy on from the Detroit uh Lions podcast, and we were mm-hmm. saying, bro, uh Matt Patricia getting fired probably was the best thing that could have happened for you guys this season. 
mm. and for your franchise, right? Mm. And I told him, and A-Dub can back this up. I said on that podcast, I will miss Matt Patricia. Yep. This ball game right here reminded me exactly why I'm going to miss him because he was good for giving us those W's. He was the Robitussin guy. Yes, he was. <laughs> right, right. So yep. now this guy in here now, I don't know what he got. But it ain't that tussin. <laughs> tussin. He got some of that ooh wee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, man, what is this? Right. It's like this, 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 this different. It's spicy in a motherfucker. You what is this? this? This ain't hitting the same at all. Like at, at all. all. Dude, you are so right about that. I, I love Matt Patricia. And I was like, he's not a coach. He just wanted to be a character in Madden. Because I was like, this dude. There's no reason for you to have a pencil in your head and you don't use it. You know how never. much that used to get on my nerves? Never. <laughs> Ever. He never used it. He's, no. he's writing with a pen, but he got mm-hmm. a pencil here. I'm yeah. like, he's trying to create a brand. Uh-huh. <laughs> he wasn't trying to be a coach. He's trying yep. to create a brand and, and be on Madden, dog. Be in yep. the video game. That's all yep. he's trying to do. Yep. But once trying you get to sell, out of trying there... Trying to sell merch. Right, correct. Right. <laughs> and once you get out of there, though, you, you're playing an unknown. And in football, it's good when you're playing an unknown. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what's coming at you. But usually, when you got an unknown coach and you don't have a GM, usually that's good for the other team. Right. Because you you, got to have some kind of semblance of structure going on in there, right? Not today. (laughs) Not for the Chicago Bears. And it's what it's been all season, guys. It's been a tale of two halves. That's honestly what it's been all season. Yep. First half, they look great. I mean, they came out running the football. They, I mean, Montgomery's running the football. Uh, uh, Patterson's running the football. Mitch is looking competent. This is the right. most competent and calm I had seen Mitch play all season long. I just liked his demeanor the entire yeah. game. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what I really enjoyed watching his demeanor. He didn't get rattled. He didn't, you know, he wasn't shaking or anything like that. And of course, he, he was on that tussing. So I yeah. understood it in the first half. I was mm-hmm. like, you look good right now. Yep. When that third quarter hit, and they came out in the first series and didn't run the football. Now, all they did was, was keep on throwing the football. Talk to him. I was like, what are you doing? The man had two touchdowns in the first half. He had, what, 60 yards on, like, 11 carries? On 11 carries. Feed him the, the ball. Feed him the ball. And then you give him six carries the rest of the game. That's I'm criminal, gonna... Big Dave. It's criminal. Big mistake, man. Huge mistake. What are you and, doing? and here's the deal. You got the lead, right, Big Dave? You got the lead. That's more the reason you want to run the football anyhow, right? Time of possession, A-Dub, right? Milk exactly. that clock. Time. And we abandoned it. And guess Sounds what happened? And, we, and, we've been, and we've been saying that all season about the fact of why they don't give this ball to Montgomery. Yes. He was cooking. And no disrespect to Patterson because he was doing his thing too. He was. But, dude, when you got a guy like Montgomery that doesn't leave any yards on the field, the guy's always running for it. He's the antithesis of these wide receivers that run out of fucking bounds. We're going to get into this later. Are we, but, are we digging in? Oh, man. We're going to dig in. <laughs> oh. But that's the guy right there. He's always leaning for. And why not give him the ball, bro? And the fact that that second quarter, when he only got six carries, what are we doing? What are you doing, man? Like and, and I, like I said, I understand how Mitch was looking. But it's they keep doing it to the point where something is okay. And then they just say, okay, good. We did that. We filled our quota. Let's go back to doing what we wanted to do anyway. And that's throw the football all day long. I didn't see a single screen until that second half. Right. And you know how much I hate screens. I screamed about it on here. I can't stand them because he's not comfortable with it. 
Mitch isn't good at it. The team doesn't have an offensive line that can block it. So you can't keep doing it. And in that fourth quarter, they said, you know what we haven't done yet? <laughs> we ain't ran a screen, guys. And it didn't work. Twice. They ran it twice. And it didn't work either time, right. man. Mitch looked so uncomfortable running that play. And you can't I, I was do uncomfortable that. watching that play. So oh, come I, on, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you is. can't do that to somebody who you're like, you can't put a lot on his plate. We know that about Mitch by now. Right. You can't put a ton of things on his plate and just expect him to go forward with it. Like, he needs just minimal things. And that's what he was doing in the first half, man. He wasn't thinking. The dumbest thing I saw him do in the first half was take a hit when he was and not get rid of the ball while he was going yeah. out of bounds. Right. The I, thing, I, 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 didn't, I didn't get that one. But like yeah. you said, that's the only thing that we had. Angel, I'm going to come to you on something. So Big Dave brought up some really good points here, and I wanted to kind of piggyback on one of them. So he talked about the tail of two halves. So that first half, we saw a game plan that I thought was pretty It was pretty solid, very balanced. Yes. It mm-hmm. was a good mix, whatever. But that second half was just, it seemed like more of a Matt Nagy type of approach, and it seems like he was interfering again. What do you think when you look at that game plan? What, what were your thoughts there on fact on offense? My thoughts on the game plan, you're right, it's a tail of two halves. The first half, I thought we did a good job of mixing things up. What I did like in that first half, it wasn't just the, the, how we mixing up. I looked at the, the formations, right? We gave Detroit several different looks. We'll come to Wildcat. We'll come here with uh, two backs. We'll come, you know, with three wide receivers. We, we mixing it all up, right? Looks good, right? Second half comes here. We look ordinary. We look like we're just going to just throw the football all day long and then becomes a little checkmate on us. Detroit sends us a little bit of pressure. Detroit did change. They changed one thing. They decided, you know what? Forget it. Y'all killing us. We're just going to just blitz and see what happens there and take our chances there. When they blitz, we made no adjustments at all. It was like, damn, we're done now. They blitzed us, and we started calling these the bad plays, all passing plays at that, and we did, we decided to abandon the run, and that also came back to bite us. So you brought up a good point, and that was one of the things that I'm glad you touched on. So the fact in that first half, Mitch was comfortable. Yep. He was picking those guys apart. And that second half, the Lions started to bring some pressure on him. Right. And so what we see here is a situation where that Lions defensive coordinator made an adjustment coming out of the half, right? Right. And they were like, listen, we're going to keep this guy off off kilter. And it played right into their hands because when they did that, we were a totally different team on offense. Big Dave, I'm coming to you on this one. Because now we have our Bears defense, which A-Dub and I talked about in the open, how we can't have nice things because all season (laughs) we've talked about how, hey, man, this offense is trash, man, but thank God for the defense. Now today we had a semblance of a working offense, Mm -hmm. and that defense let us down today. They did. I mean, it's hard. You know what? And I said this on when I was yelling last week. It's hard for me to get on the defense uh, because they've had to do superhuman things for us to even be in football games. And they did it a lot this year. Uh, there were a lot of games we were just in because of the defense and a lot of games that we succeeded because of defense and special teams. But you're right. I mean, you got to call it what it is today. I mean, like we said, you gave up 400 to Matt Stafford. You got some dude like my man Cephas out here again. <laughs> who, who, honestly, if he was working at the Walmart, I wouldn't even know him. Like, I, he could tell me that. Like, I wouldn't even know who this dude was, man. Um, I forget the tight end that was killing us, too. I forget his Hawkinson. name. Hawkinson. Hawkinson, yep. Killing he, him, man. Bro, he, he was always open. I'm like, can somebody cover this dude? Always open, dude. Like, he was just wide open every 7-11 and shit out here. 7-11, brother. 7-11. Yes, he was. And there was a play. I don't know what was going on on this side of the field, but it seemed like on third and long, they would always pick this particular side of the field. And I saw Buster screen over on that side a lot. Yep. But they would just find this cushion right there. 
And it didn't matter if it was third and 13, third and eight, third and six. Didn't matter. They went there every single time and succeeded every single time. They couldn't stop them on third downs, man. It was crazy. Now, let me tell you what, Dave. Go ahead, and, I, and, I, and that's a hell of a point, too. Great point. Yeah, let me tell you one thing about the Bears, what they did on defensive standpoint. We kept running this soft coverage, right? Okay. Especially on third down. What that means is a lot of our guys back up, right, to now go to this cover-type zone. And it's a soft coverage, really. Is. That's what it is. And so what happens is it gives these guys, if we don't get any pressure from our uh, front D-line, that gives those guys open, right, to run around. And they can mm-hmm. run in any direction they want to run to, left, right, whatever. They can get right in the middle of those zones like that. And what happened? Matt Stafford was finding everybody through those zones. Well, I'm just going to say this. How do you expect to get a pass rush when you're on rushing three and you're dropping everybody right. back into coverage, right? Yep, so, soft coverage. Okay, so that's my first point. Second point, why the fuck can't you cover two guys when you got seven people in coverage? Right, <laughs> right. Now I said I wasn't gonna get mad, but I'm saying now you just no, made get me get mad. mad. Hey, look, <laughs> you're right. You just, <laughs> bro, let it out. Let bro. it out, bro. You these three man pass rushes, right? <laughs> when did he decide to finally put some pressure on the lines in this ball game? That fourth quarter drive after they're already marching it down the field, and then that play where they fucking threw the touchdown and they beat Jalen Johnson to, right. to Harvard Jones. That's when yeah. they decided to put some pressure on Stafford. He already had 380 yards at that fucking point of the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he was then we up 10. We up 10, right? Yeah. And how relaxed our defense was when we were up 10. That's when you fucking put teams away. Yes. And you see that. And, and usually that's also when you, you know, kind of run the ball, run that clock. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. It becomes time, possess, possession, and, you know, things like that. Because they did that in the first half, which was shocking that they were killing people with, they were killing uh, the Lions in time of possession. And I was very excited about that. Yep. That stuff went out the window, you know what I'm saying, in that second half. But you're right. Rushing three is crazy. Like, <laughs> but Khalil Mack was still, you know, trying to cause havoc back there. You know what I mean? But he was, of course, he was getting hell. Robert Quinn, I'm even going to give some love to Robert Quinn because y'all yes. know he's been getting on my nerves. Yep. But he is, he was actually... I would see him in the backfield, you know what I'm saying, a lot this game. I was like, mm-hmm. man, but he was getting held, too. He yeah. got held a lot also. Because so. you saw him on that one play where he had that good rush, and you see him in the background with his neck getting right. on the right. Yeah, absolutely. Neck, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is going on? He did y'all? good today. He did. That is not a natural movement, ref. Like, people don't get back there and say, I'm going to look to the sky. No, right. bro. He grabbing this dude's neck and was pulling him up and looking up at the sky because of that. Yeah. But Robert Quinn was solid as far as that concerned. But yeah, I would say solid. I know A Dub said solid. good. I would say solid. Solid, solid yeah, 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 is the yeah. word. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. That's a good uh, word. Yeah, that's a good word. Yep. So A Dub, let's let's talk real quick about key moments in this game. And you know what? Two things I'm gonna say real quick. Club dub has been fucking closed for a very long time, and that's <laughs> just pissing me off, right? <laughs> now the second thing, we haven't had a here comes the boom moment in six fucking games, man. Mm. Right. Mm. Damn. So anyway, wow. All right, off my rant. What was your key moment that led to this loss today? Key moment is uh, what I thought led to this loss was that we just allowed these guys to really um, beat us down in, in, in coverage. I thought that the fact that our secondary couldn't hold up when we couldn't get enough pressure on um, on Matt Stafford, so we couldn't apply any pressure on him. The guy was so comfortable back there that hey, he just had a big old vision man to look across the entire field. Really, you can let any quarterback that kind of time. They'll pick you apart, man. I'll say one thing. Matt Stafford had a lot of time today, man. I didn't see that dude taking enough hits today to say, okay, he's feeling this here. We got a pressure on him, you know. He's going to give him a little rattle. But none of that happened today. He felt very comfortable in the show. Our secondary couldn't hold up. 
you can't give a guy six seconds to find somebody to get open. Right. Because exactly. they're going to get open. I mean, think about yep. that playground. Somebody getting open, bro. Somebody <laughs> going to slip, right? Yep. <laughs> six, go six, six seconds. <laughs> he, he, had, he had a lot of time, man. A lot of time back there. And that mm-hmm. was ticking me off the whole game. Like, man, why is this dude still standing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, hey, we got some weapons, right? Our D-line is what we, you know, we got Hicks back, right? We happy. Right. Oh, let, let's put the pressure on now. Right. And all of a sudden, this guy just sitting back there. Nah, I, Look over that way. I look the other direction. Here we go. Cephas, here you go. You know, just hit you guys. Marvin, you know, was it Marvin Jones? Here you go, man. I got you, you know? You, you got too much time. You're too damn comfortable. There's yeah. no way Matt Stafford's supposed to be this comfortable in this game after all what they've been through all week. They they got a lot of old men uh, names on that damn office. <laughs> 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 fucking Marvin and fucking Cephas. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> And audience, I am hating, so whatever. Uh, let them hate. Let them hate, man. Hate, hate, the, hate. the Bears take you to those places. Let it. Let them go there. This petty is what as this fuck. Is for. Petty as fuck over here. That's right. This is what it's for. Let <laughs> that out, man. But you know what, guys? I think the key for me was the start of the second half. When they got that stop on the second half, when that happened for the Lions, if they, they showed the Lions' sideline after that stop occurred, and, I mean, they were charged. Like they were high fiving, they were charged up. They were like, "Dude, we did it! Let's stop!" You just you felt that momentum shift right at that point, and it changed right after that because they scored immediately. You know what I mean? They they put it in immediately. They did, but you felt that change when that occurred, man. So I I thought that was the biggest play was you know you had a chance for momentum and you had a chance to shift it. You know, you had a chance to you know kind of pound them. You know what I'm saying and run the ball at them at least. Because they hadn't been able to stop you, you had you had a chance to do that, and they just did not take advantage of it, man. Because we yeah. seen that a lot this year. Yeah, I think the other play that that really got me though, Big Dave, you know, they got the ball back, man, from our punt. I mean, they went what ninety some yards with two minutes, bro. Yes, that, they did. That, that, that that killed me, man. I said, come on, man. They scored <laughs> too damn quickly, you know. We're they up did. ten, and they scored that quickly with two minutes. I said, oh, geez. Yeah, but, man. But. but the reason why they scored that quickly is because we're in that soft cover three zone. Yes. We got the damn corners fucking 13 yards off the receiver. So it's like every clip, they're gashing you. It's those yep. chunk plays that they're giving up. Exactly. So it's almost like you're escorting that damn offense down the field. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Yes. You know? Absolutely. That's so I'm sad. Like, it's sad. That's <laughs> so sad. And the defense, man, like... It's so sad to hear because you you know how good the defense is. Like, every year, the Bears have that good defense, but it's kind of like you've been waiting for this moment, or at least I have. Like, there has to be a moment. <laughs> where, that, that just had to be a moment where that superhuman thing was going to go out the window. You just knew that they were going to become Clark Kent at some point in time. It was going to happen. Right. And it's it started, like, the last two games. You've seen it. You've seen that turn. You've seen teams say, oh, bust the screen, I'm coming at you. Every right. single time. Oh, right, right. Jackson, you can't tackle. I'm about to run at you. Oh, right. Akeem Hicks is not in the middle. Guess what? We're about to run the football. And right. like, coming. Teams are scheming for it now. They and are, man. As and- before with Fangio, where he would attack, it's not like that right now with Pagano because Fangio would attack and you'd be like, well, you just going to have to beat us. Right, and right. Now, we're like, well, we got to see what y'all going to do first and then we'll adjust to it. And And that, it's not working. Audience, I want you guys to listen to what that man, he's spitting fire over here. That man, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm doing the fake air guns over here because that <laughs> he killed it. Because listen to what he's saying there. We have a defensive coordinator now that is passive. Yep. 
And you had a guy in um in Fangio who went after people. So me and A Dub always talk about how this defense at 18 created turnovers, they created havoc. Yeah. What happened to that defense? Oh, I know what happened. It's Uh-oh. the philosophy. Mm. Right. That's what it is. Mm. You got savages out there and beasts out there. You tamed them. You did Ooh. that. Woo. You ain't tamed Khalil Mack. <laughs> you gotta let that man roam let free. Him, dude, let, he's an eagle, bro. Let's yes, go. Man. Let him soar. <laughs> you gotta let him soar, man. You gotta let him fly. But you're right, because to, ter- to be a team that creates turnovers, you have to be aggressive. Like, that's just what it is. Like, Lovey Smith teams, like, however far back you want to go, those teams are always aggressive, man. That is a bare staple as far as defenses go, are concerned, is they are aggressive. They're going to go get it. And you got goons on your right. defense. You got the goons to do it. I mean, you got Roquan. You got Khalil. Right. You got Akeem Hicks. You know what I mean? You got Kyle Fuller. Like, you got right. these guys who are goon people. <laughs> that's what they yeah. do, man. And why, like why you said, are we- you tamed them. That's perfect. Worse. Why aren't we sending Roquan Smith up the gap on these blitzes? Why? Seriously, not. Why is he be. not in his face all the time? All the time. <laughs> should be, man. And the thing is, like you said, like and again, we talked about this before as well, Prez. We're playing a grind-out football game. Yeah. Grind-out. That's why this is a defense plan, grind-out game. And to your point, Big Dave and Prez, we should be more aggressive, no doubt, you know? And I want to see what our guys can do one-on-one. I really do. You know, I want to see what our guys can do. Uh, when they get opportunities, right? I want to see what you know, uh, Fuller can do, right? I want to see Jalen Johns, what he can do one-on-one. I wanted these guys to get that chance because we said we got some good guys in the secondary. Well, let's yeah. give them an opportunity. So why not put pressure, right? Why not blitz? Why not do those things? Because that's what we're going to probably see more turnovers being created have we done those things. Yeah, well, man. We do, because I'm going to say this. You're going to see plays happen like when Stafford took that shot to your boy Cephas. That right there in itself is a situation where you put pressure on him. That play doesn't happen. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The thing is, more pressure you on the less time you have to throw the football. You just yeah. sit back in that pocket, man. Got all day, like you said earlier, all day to, to throw the ball. Then, hey, you're going to make some good throws, right? You're going to step into your throws. Yeah. I mean, we didn't give, let me tell you something. It's like Matt Stafford, all he did was move one time and he had a good look at, 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 at these passes, you know? Good yeah. good looks to make good passes. That, that man was looking at the blimp in the sky. He was looking at the five reads and still was getting completions out there, bro. <laughs> right. And here's my he's like, man, that's a, he's a, that's a cool-ass blimp up there. <laughs> you know I mean? Right, right. But here's my other issue, though, fellas. Why can't we make defensive adjustments? Why can't we do that? Because we come out the second half as well, and we didn't make any adjustments. You see, We just played. But I didn't yeah. see now one adjustment we made to say, you know what? Let's slow this. Let's slow Stafford down. We, we gave him enough. That's enough. Yeah. Let's yeah. end this. Who's who's yeah. that? Who's that on? Come on now. Pagano. Okay. Got to take some ownership. Okay. Matt Nagy. Oh. Got to take okay. some ownership. Okay. These guys, they both. The thing is, Matt, Matt Nagy not calling plays no more, right? So now he's able to see the I mean, well, no, that's supposed you to. You know, right? he got the Matt phone <laughs> sideline. Right, right, right. He's not supposed to, Big Day. He's not yeah, supposed no. to, but he you found a way. Phone, dude. Yeah, he might have found a way. Six Razor Z. On yeah. three, all right. He got the burner phone. He got the burner phone going yeah, on, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> listen, yeah. listen. That 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 damn uh that uh the wildcat play that you was giving some props to earlier. Yeah, that was some naggy shit. I was that like was that motherfucker. Naggy. Yeah, that motherfucker. <laughs> he's got a buzzer in his pocket and he's pressed that button. And he's like, listen, <laughs> put me in. I got something right here that's gonna be hot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to watch it. I got you. Yo, yeah. that red phone buzzing. Buzzing, he out, boy. He buzzing, dog. I'm telling you. But no, he's that, a, he's, a, he's a Alfred. Pick up that phone. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. And it's true. Like, I, there's no belief in my head that he's not making these play callers, man. Like, that just has to be. 
but they haven't been a team that has adjusted on offense or defense. The right. only adjustments I would see on offense was to pass more. And on defense, it was just to be passive. Oh. And it, and that shouldn't be the case, man. You can't do that to, to, to a team that enjoys attacking. Right. Like, they love to attack, man. Like, they love hitting people. They love this stuff. Danny Trevathan, that's all he does. You can't be passing with Danny Trevathan. That's not his game. No, that's never been his dog. game. He's a he's dog. He's a dog. Period. Right. Period. Like, you got to let him attack, man. You got to let these dudes attack. You got to let David Montgomery attack. He's a goon, dude. That's what he does. Right. Dude, dude still don't get 20 carries. Last time he had 20 carries was the New Orleans game. That's crazy. Shit. That was crazy. The thing is, we didn't throw that much in the first half. We kind of had an equal balance, right, with passing yeah. and running, you know, first yeah. half. And look how comfortable Mitch was. Yeah. Yep. Look how happy he was. He was like, wow, I don't have to think. I don't have to worry. This is right. cool. I, this is all, dude. The play action pass that they did, yep. the Cole commit. Oh yes, my sir. god! Yes, Do you sir, know good. why it worked? <laughs> it was because you were running the football. Exactly. That's why it worked. Watch the defense. If you people listening, if you watch that play again, when he faced that pass, when he faced that handoff, watch the defense of the Lions. They all went to Montgomery. All they of were, them yep. went sure to did. where Montgomery was. Cole Komet said, "Man, football is easy." Right. right. He just <laughs> the ball and went to the end zone. Which is like. We could have been doing this all year, though. This is easy. We could do this, right? They're like, nah, we don't want to do that no more. But you, you know, <laughs> but, you, but you know what my takeaway is on that? Because that's a hell of a point, too. Takeaway on that is when you design and scheme plays for your weapons, mm. it, it generally means that something good may happen, right? Mm. So now let's think about that drive that you're talking about. That play to commit was awesome because it was designed for him. You knew they were going to him the whole way, right? Yes, now, correct. Think about the fact that on that play, on that drive. You had Anthony Miller, Mooney. Those guys were eating on that drive, bro. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you one thing. We've been very tough on Ant Miller on this podcast because we keep it a buck over here. But, hey, he made the most of his targets today. And that guy right there, I thought he played a, a pretty good game today. He did. But they were targeting him. Right. Yeah. They were looking for him. That, that catch that he made when it was down by his feet and he caught that with his fingertips, beautiful play, man. I enjoyed him being smart. And except for, you know, again, in the second half, he, he kind of had one play. I was like, please don't do that. When he just went out of bounds, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh-oh, hold on. He brought uh-oh, it up. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Go ahead, Press. <laughs> so, yes, he went out of bounds. So did Mooney. And, so motherfuck- and motherfucking Allen Robinson, bruh, with the game Ooh. on the line. You run out of bounds, son? All here, we hear you about you in this fucking contract, bro. You can't hold the ball up? You 6'4". There was nobody behind him. Nobody. The, 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 the DB slipped. Yep, he fell down. All he, he was looking for the sideline. Yes. All you had to do was turn around and just, and just fall. Take the contact. Just fall forward, yeah. you know, and it was a first down. It was three, All three of them, all three of your receivers, your number one, your number two, and your number three. <laughs> <laughs> right. All of them made the bonehead plays, man. But Allen Robinson's, for me, hurt the most. Yeah. Because that's your best receiver. Right, that's the right. dude you rely on. Early on in the game, when Mitch was had three was three or five for fifty four yards, it was because he all three receptions and all fifty four yards went to Allen Robinson. Right. He hasn't dropped a pass in sixteen games. No. Sixteen games, he ain't dropped the pass. So you're looking at him like this is my guy. This is who I rely on. This is the man that's gonna get us there if we right. need it. And he let us down. That was a huge letdown, man. Just to not get that. I mean, it just threw everything out of whack after that. But, dudes, when he went out, when, of course, when Miller went out, 
But hey, Doug, <laughs> your boy, <laughs> what's up, man? What's up with the EVT? The EVT was not in effect, man. It didn't Ooh. work. I tried to swipe it. I couldn't get no groceries, brother. What's going wrong, on? Wrong pin code. Look, man, <laughs> put enough money in the bank. That's all. Want to know? Want to know? You want to know? You go to check. You go. You go to ATM. You look and look and see how much money you got. You you you, you try to get out two hundred. You only got one hundred in there. Hey, come on, man. you can't do it. <laughs> no, see, that's the problem. You went in thinking you had two hundred. <laughs> Mooney, dog. I knew it was fifty dollars. <laughs> that is not right. Oh. EBT, brother. That's why oh. I only bought some chips. <laughs> you know, some Skittles, and you you tried to buy gas. You can't do that, man. Like, it, it didn't work today. And Look, you know man. what? He was he was playing solid. Like, he played yes. a couple of receptions in the yes. first half. He did. And, and, and I was like, okay, when that one play when he called on the sideline and he trucked somebody. Yes, yes. And, and went ahead and got extra yard. I was like, right. okay, Mooney's going to have a game today. And then, no. <laughs> and then, yeah, and it then, didn't happen that way. We stopped going to him. You know, we started getting to these little crazy play calling, you know, that really centered around throwing it than, than running the football. So yeah. that kind of screwed everything up, really. From that yeah. standpoint, I wish we would have continued just running the football because that opened yeah. up a lot of things for all those guys, really. And when we stopped doing that, that limited all of our receivers, really. If you think about it, it limits all our receivers on catches, opportunities. It wasn't as easy as it was in the first half. So one thing around that point, because there were some plays that they were designed to Mooney that I liked. Yeah. Because these, th- and this is something that we talk about, getting that kid the ball in space where he can make plays, right? Right. Unfortunately, there were plays there he could have made if the tight end could have gotten blocks out, right? There was mm-hmm. a player we saw with Jimmy Graham missed his block. I've talked about that with Jimmy Graham on this podcast all season. The guy just he misses blocks. But you got a situation with Mooney where you have to get this guy to ball of space. With that speed, bro, it's game over if you guys scheme and use this guy effectively. And we still aren't using him the way that he could be effective. I just want to know who are we using the right way so, so they can be affected. Because we talk about, <laughs> about Montgomery. Yeah. I mean, we talk about Montgomery not getting the ball, you know, 20 times and him being effective of running people over. We talk about Mr. Bisky being in the pocket when he's not good in the pocket. Why they had him in the pocket inside his own team. I know. It's, right. it's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, that's that's insane. Yeah. He's not good at that. We talk about Mooney, you know, getting his ball in space. Our, uh, uh, Miller hasn't been, you know, involved enough. Like, right. who are we targeting? And we're like, yo, we're trying to put you in the best position and not the best position we think you should be in. So you hit it right there on the head. These guys still are looking at this broken scheme and still trying to force guys to be what they want them to be in this scheme and not letting these guys do what they do best. Yeah. That's yeah. point blank. Yeah. Point blank, man. Like, to not have Jimmy Graham in when you're in the red zone all the time is right. insane. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's my whole point there, too, Big Dave. It's like having guys in switch where they should belong. That's it. You hit it on the head. These yeah. guys are not all in positions to do what they do best. You know, yes. like you said, the running, right? Montgomery should get about 20 carries. And when you go to Mooney, you should be in a good position where you play action fake to throw to him, really. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't think we've been in a good place to where we do that. So it's like you can't really get Mooney in, in a good stride because guess what? If the defense can really read it and see what's happening, they're going to jump on the right. They're going to double cover him going long. they like, hold on, it's too, uh, it's too obvious of what you guys are doing. So if it's that obvious, it's checkmate, right? They're not going to give the big play. <laughs> That's it. It's not going to happen. So crazy, dude. Like, it's just so much talent that I don't know if they're good or not because right. of the scheme that I'm looking at. Like, yep. honestly, I want to roll with you on Moody. I, I honestly don't know yet. I don't know if he, I don't know if he's a possession receiver or if it's just, he's a speed guy. Like, I don't know because I've seen them, them use him you know, both ways. Like, I don't know yeah. what he does best. And I'm trying to figure that out still. So I, I, it's talent, and I just don't know what talent they have. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how good the talent is. 
let me get in here real quick, A-Dub. I got something I wanted to touch yes, on sir. real quick. So you guys talked about the receivers, right, and the fact that they were running out of bounds, and, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of added on that a little bit. Everything that I look at with this team, it comes down to coaching. Yeah. So right. the wide receiver coach, I don't want to see him on Twitter flexing and talking his shit because your receivers aren't well coached, bro. At all. I'm just, I'm just saying, right? There's so many aspects of their ball game. But let's talk about Nagy because you guys are talking about the fact of all these different scenarios about why they're going wrong. Right. It comes down to coaching, bro. This is such a flawed football team. You have a fucking head coach who is a glorified offensive coordinator. You got a defensive coordinator that, you know, and no disrespect, Chuck Strong, listen, glad you're healthy and all that good stuff, Mm -hmm. but dude, I'm sorry, get off my fucking team, because I am sick of you ruining this defense. (laughs) You took over a juggernaut, bro. Yeah. You were supposed to take that to the next level. So, Big Dave, to your point earlier, it all comes down to me with this organization is culture. But a lot of this Mm -hmm. stuff, man, even goes above the football team. A lot of this stuff, man... It's the top of the food chain. You got to look at, they have to cut the fucking disease out of this organization. Come on, come on. Because come on, everyone that's watching this knows what the problem is. Mm-hmm. You'll have people that tell you, fire Nagy. Well, what? They're going to bring another coach in here and the same fucking shit's going to happen? <laughs> I just read who they were looking at. I, I saw it on, on Bears Nation report. And they were like, well, the Bears might be looking at Pat Fitzgerald. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, Why? what? Why? Why? And I'm nothing against Pat Gerald. He's, you know, good guy, good college coach. But yeah. why? Yeah, cool. Like, you could be you could you could beat Illinois. Great. Right. <laughs> See, the <laughs> thing is, years, you, you won the Big Ten. Awesome, dog. Eight right, six. right. Good we job. Need, we need somebody a coaching wise who can make adjustments. You yes. cannot have a coaches here who come in, play one way, and think that's gonna be it. All that's the all to be all. No. Teams gonna make adjustments to what you do well, right? They see you cooking them this way, they're gonna say, you know what? Next time we're gonna make sure that shit, you know, we're not gonna let that happen again, you know? And what do we do? We don't adjust to nothing that these teams are doing to us, you know. Matter of fact, we get more simplified in <laughs> places to their hands. So, yeah. and that's where we go wrong at. So I wonder, like we talked about this before, Perez and Big Dave, every time we come out the second half, Think about it, how we are third quarter, right? We're terrible third quarter, right? Yeah. And it's not just, it's been all season, really, when he got seven points from the offense in third quarter. How we keep coming out the same way every single week, the mm-hmm. same way in the third quarter we come out. And, and nothing has changed. So you need to have some coaching from Pagano, from the defense side of, and also from Nagy on the offensive side of it, and say, hey, this is what we're going to do differently from what we did the first half, because we know they're going to make some adjustments. Yeah. How do we go checkmate? Because we haven't checkmate nobody in weeks. <laughs> nobody. No, no. <laughs> nobody, dog. Now, one thing I want to highlight on is the fact that the offensive line, this grouping that they had in here that we basically kind of signaled weeks ago that we thought would be the best grouping that they have, right. they've actually performed well. Yep. Um, they opened lanes in, in, the, in the running game. Pass protection was 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 solid, right? I'm not going to yes. say it was it was great, but right. I would say this: the coaching on that offensive line has been there. Mm. My issue has been the coaching on that defensive front, mm. this offensive scheme. Like Big Dave brought up about the fact that these guys aren't getting the ball in positions where they can make plays. But my right. point is, is I'm looking at Ryan Pace, I'm looking at Ted Phillips, I'm looking at this is never going to change unless you change the culture. What they built here does not work. We could talk all this shit about scheme and and this coach and that coach, but if you don't cut the disease out, 
if you don't perform surgeries with this team, we're going to keep seeing the same shit year over year. Mm-hmm. We're out here putting band-aids over a situation where somebody got a broken arm. Mm-hmm. Bro, mm-hmm. they arms out there flopping around at the side right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we over here put duct tape on people's injuries, man. And listen, I come from a black family. Duct tape is great. It done wonders. But guess what? Duct tape ain't working right now. We need more. It don't work on wounds. <laughs> no, but it doesn't. No. But duct, is, tape, but duct tape and Robotus is a good thing. But, man, we need more. But, yes, those are masks. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are just shield. They, they, like you said, you're not getting to the root of the problem. And you're right. It starts with Ted Phillips. Me, like, he's been there, what, like 20-plus years? Dude, last week, you, I mean, you dragged out Virginia McCaskey to Green Bay. She 98 years old in the middle of a pandemic, and you dragged out for that? To watch that? No, bro. Right. I was like, everybody should have been fired last week. I saw it last week. I was like, yeah, everybody got to go. But yeah, Tim Phillips for sure. It starts at the it starts top. At the top. At the top. At the top. Yeah. So we could talk about coaching uh, changes and this and that. It starts at the top. Yeah, man. And this and this is the thing too. This guy right here is a glorified accountant. He makes them money. Everybody knows that. Oh yeah. Right. He's a cash cow for this organization. Mm-hmm. But for what we care about, and I'm sorry, but. All we care about as fans is a winning product. Listen, I was a shorty in 84 and 85, bro. I barely remember that shit. (laughs) Shorty. Bro, I remember that Walter Payton had a sweet curl. I remember those days, but it was a little bit. It was a fleeting fuck. (laughs) He had that that Luther Vandross kind of like wet curl all the way through. But I don't remember that all the way. <laughs> right. Like when I saw Walter Payton back in the 70s, I was like, whoa, he was super elite. Like, because I don't remember that Walter Payton. No. Right. You know that ain't the Walter Payton I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't see his greatness for, for that long period of time. I'm like Neil Anderson and you know what I'm saying? Lewis Tillman. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, yeah, I threw a deep cut in there. Like, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Definitely. Damn, Raymond yeah. Harris out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on with it, man. <laughs> yes, man. It's, been, it's just so long, and it's so simple, and they refuse to deal with the simplicity, and they try to make it more complicated by putting just a million Band-Aids on something. You know Bro. Hey, you need a quarterback. Well, i tell you what. How about we go get one in free agency that used to be good, but he ain't good no more, and right. then we'll... we'll you know, get a free agent one and bring him in to see if he'll play. No, just no. go get a, just go draft a quarterback. If That's the Patriots can draft quarterbacks when Tom Brady is there, you can draft a quarterback. That, that, that's so crazy to me that they didn't do that. But again, like you said, it starts at the top, bro. It starts yes, it at does. the top. That was a bar right there. I just want y'all to listen to what he said. If the Patriots could draft a quarterback and they had to go, Tom yeah. Brady, then we could draft the quarterback too. I mean, come on. Seriously, they went years without drafting a quarterback. Years. Because of Jay Cutler? Yes. Years. But, like, now, Jay, now, it's fine. Now, it's do. okay. It's okay. okay. It's okay. Get more defense. That's what we need. We need more defense. We got to get him some weapons. Is something wrong with Ridley, guys? Did, did he do something? Listen, man. He hurt Nagy's feelings, bro. We we talked about this on the show. He criticized Nagy's scheme a year and a half ago. He's been in that guy's doghouse ever since. <laughs> And he guess ain't what? wrong. He ain't wrong. Because guess what? Man. Really, really went to Georgia. So he knows good offense. Shit. And if I'm being honest, really took a pay cut coming to the NFL. But whatever. That's part of the details. <laughs> Here's the deal, man. Really, when he played, he has actually played well. But his limited times out there, he, he played very well. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, he has not gotten more opportunities. But we all can see, you know, that he should that, he is, that he's deserving of getting more opportunities. But that's a naggy thing. It's a total, total naggy thing. 
It, it really is. And uh, coming to you on this one, man, who was your underperforming player for the game today? There's, there's so many that we could point out, but who, who was one of them? Man, everybody was one of them, man. Um, <laughs> no, I looked at the fact that uh, I didn't get much at all from Hicks. I know he came off an injury. We didn't get much, no dominance from him. So mm-hmm. I, I looked at Hicks. I thought he would be the one that really balanced this offense, this defense out. And with them coming back, I didn't get the production I was looking for from him, per se, because I was looking for him to apply more pressure on Stafford, be one of those guys to help out, you know, uh, Mac and Quinn coming from the side. We didn't get much at all coming up the middle to slow down uh, Stafford. So you saw Stafford, Stafford, he would step up in, up in the pocket just a little bit, right, to move around to get himself a good view to throw the ball. I didn't see much from Hicks around that standpoint to slow that down. Nothing at all, really. Honestly, this should be called the Robert Quinn Award. Like, <laughs> he was, like, underperforming players. Um we, right, we, 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 we might have to rename re- it in the offseason. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's what it is, McDave. I can roll with that. Honestly, it's the Robert Quinn Award. Seriously, man. Um, but for me, like today, underperforming. Like I said, I don't like harping on the defense, but Kyle Fuller for me, mm-hmm, I thought okay. underperformed. Yeah, um, I just didn't see him. Like I saw him get burned on a couple of plays. Yeah, and a couple of big plays, and. He looked confused. There was one play in particular where he looked confused where he thought he was going to drop in the coverage and the safety was uh, Gibson. I believe Gibson was with him and Gibson mm-hmm. uh, dropped in the cover and it just left that big old cushion wide open on a receiver that he was supposed to be covering and he right. caught the ball and got a first down and you saw him grab his head like, oh. Yeah. And then the touchdown I saw. Cephas, uh, yeah, on Cephas. That yes. Was. Oh my God. But again, it's hard for me to put that on because that pass was perfect. That was, that was a dime ball. I mean, it was perfect. Nobody but Cephas was going to catch that ball. It was perfect. Right, right. He didn't play physical either. <laughs> yeah, yes. But I, I wanted more from him. I wanted more from Kyle Fuller today, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's fair because that's your number one corner, right? And you yeah. expect him to yeah. win that matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was just kind of what we talked about earlier, though, with that, with not bringing enough pressure on Stafford, gave him the time to be able to make that pinpoint throw like that. Right. Yeah. Right. It was pinpoint. It was on, it was, it was on point, man. But it was just some certain plays throughout the game that I was seeing where it sure. just felt like he didn't know where he was on the field or where he should be. Now, again, that might be on coaching because that might be scheme. Scheme. You know Mostly scheme. And, yeah. and, I, okay. <laughs> and, and, and I would say this too, because you're right, because they still let Kyle Fuller play so far back off of these, uh, these receivers. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, they give up first downs every clip and they're trying to keep up, trying to keep from giving up the big play, but we still gave that big play up today. Yeah, and that's not Kyle Fuller's game. Like no. he doesn't play all. He's aggressive. He's aggressive. Right. He is. He he can, he can break on that football like no other man. Yeah, he's he's a physical corner. You know, that's honestly, it. that's what he is, man. That's his game. Like since he's gotten here, <laughs> that's his, that's been his game, man. Being physical, jamming you up at the line, being in your face, you know, and having the speed to run with, you know, the receivers, and you know, just cause that havoc. So they took that kind of away from him, like you said, by playing that soft coverage and. It kind of showed today because it confused him, man, and he was thrown off. And the thing is, not only confuses him, it also confuses Jalen Johnson, though, as well. You know, I'm just saying overall, yes. secondary. So, but I see your point, what you said about him, though. But you're right. If we can't use his assets, then why have him? Because I remember we had Peanut Tillman, right? We always put Peanut Tillman on guys, close physical, play physical. Let's do what you got. Even when you get beat sometimes, right? We still mm-hmm. let Peanut go ahead and be aggressive. Yeah. So, without doing but it before. You, but you know, like, if you're going to lose, you, lose being yourself. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, That's like true. you got to let him be himself. And if he fails being himself, I'm I'm cool with that. Right, right. But not being somebody else, then it just looks worse. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm going to say this, man. My underperformer is not a player. <laughs> Even though this award could probably be called the Charles Leno slash fucking Robert Quinn Award. Oh, man. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not going to go there on Charles Leno because we all know that he's trash. And I hope that he steps on a bunch of his kids' Legos tonight. Fuck you, bro. Straight up. 
Wow. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. But uh, my underperformer was Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. Matthew. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A loss like today, fellas. Mm-hmm. Just hear me out here. This comes down to poor discipline as a team. Because you couldn't finish when you had the opponent down, right? Yeah. Right. That's on the head coach. Yeah. This man right here is captain of a fucking sinking ship, bro. This guy, this, this is the Titanic, bro. And my man right now is listening to fucking music, classical music right now, and he don't see no problem with what's going on. <laughs> he just got the band playing when the ship going down. Just got the band playing, bro. That's it. They just going uh-huh. like this. Wow. No, man. And so this is the thing. Bad teams lose games like this, guys. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Because these guys were winning the game, and they still found a way to lose it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Up 10. Damn. Right. Wait. And I didn't even get a chance to even watch his uh, press game conference, and I don't know if you guys did too, but That's I awesome. saved myself. Okay. And I bet it was filled with a bunch of coach speak and a bunch of cliches Dude. about how he loves the team and he loves his guys, right? Reach it. I mean, because honestly, while I was watching it, 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 what the stuff he was saying, I was like, this just sounds like a losing football team. Like, that is just – that's just what you sound like when you're a losing football team. Like you said, full of cliches. We, yep. we still love our guys. Uh, we're tough, hard, you know, playing this – we got to get better, you know, come back next. Yeah, full of that stuff, man. It was full of it, dog. And he's full of it <laughs> for yeah. saying that stuff, man. But, yeah. 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 So you didn't miss that. And that's what I kind of figured. So I, he mm-hmm. spared me on that, right? But yeah. since, since, he's, since he's won Coach of the Year, bro, he's done nothing mm. except for waste Khalil Mack's prime years. Right? Mm. Mm. And I told y'all I was getting ready to go in on him. Mm. Yeah, now, man. All that calling out the defense and the coaching staff last week and his presser that I did watch, when I was watching that shit, I was like, man, bro, you always throwing people under the bus. Look in the fucking mirror. Because do you see that person looking back at you, Matthew? Because he's the fucking problem. Mm. He's the person that's been ruining our Sundays for the last two seasons, bro. Mm. Or Mondays, or every time we play on primetime TV. Oh, or after a bye. (laughs) Or after a bye, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and the last thing that I got on one, Matthew Nagy, is that fucking play call on the third down where he decides to throw the ball instead of running the ball. So now, Mitch, yes, you're supposed to hold on to that football. Situational awareness, you're supposed to feel that pressure coming off of you. But guess what? Neither one of our tackles are anybody that you should depend on being able to defend somebody one-on-one. Right. Right. So when I look at that situation, that is a fucking coaching decision. That was a naggy play call. I'm going to throw the ball here. Run the fucking ball. If they stop you, fine. Then you can punt and then you let your defense figure this shit out. But no, what does he do? He throws this guy back to pass. He fumbles the ball and you put the defense in the actual worst predicament that they could have been put into. And I'm telling you, I did destroy another remote today because when that shit happened, that shit, I ended that fucking remote's life. <laughs> yeah, that play right there, man. That was it. That was oh. the part when I say, okay, oh shoot. Now they on the comeback. It's not gonna look well for us. And I knew once they got the ball back off that fumble, I knew they were gonna score. They were pumped up, man. I mean, you yeah. saw that all the momentum, they had all the momentum. And yeah. I didn't shit, know how they were gonna get it, but I was like, I'm not sure I was gonna score, but I'm like, they're gonna score right here. They're gonna score. They, <laughs> yes. they, they, they were they were pumped up all game because they got rid of the coach, right? <laughs> that, That's that, what? that bevel guy, he had to like his big day brought it up. They were jacked up on that sideline. Every little thing they was doing, even the water boys. I'm sitting yeah. here like, this team is fucking happy as shit over here. <laughs> yeah. And one thing Bevel said before he took the, when he got the job, 
he said he wanted to get these guys back to having fun again. He's like, look, I got about five games left for me auditioning for this role. Hey, let's get back to having fun. Let's do what we can do, you know, yeah. and let's try to see what we can get out of all this, you know? To come out and get a win like that after that kind of speech from Coach early on in the week, talking to his guys about that, and now see what they did to us. They didn't quit. They kept coming. And to get the victory says a lot about them, right? Really, pretty much. It says a lot about them. Well, yeah. that's that's what's supposed to happen when you have a coaching change, right? Because the team should be energized and they should galvanize yeah. from that, right? Yep. And that's why I went after Nagy here on my underperformer because I'm like, listen, we need to get this fucking guy up out of this community because I'm telling you, there's a pandemic going on right now. We don't need this, man. We don't need any more things that make us sad. <laughs> bro, I am locked in the house and I got to watch this shit, Matt Nagy. Come on, bro. They need to get him up out of Hallis Hall, bro. That key card tomorrow when he tries to get in that building, that shit should have a red fucking dot on that shit. Get him the fuck out of our community. I am sick of him. Fuck this dude, man. I said have a red Hey, friends going in today, man. Friends going in. Let it out. Let it out, brother. Get it all out, man. Let it out, man. And I'm and I'm on my third Ken Soccer uh uh Chicago comment over here. And it might be four if we if we keep going here. <laughs> that also helps. That also helps. But yeah, yeah he, he's got to go. Ryan Pace has got to go. Yes. Yes, it's absolutely. has got to go. But Ryan Pace, listen, the second Mr. Bisky became trash, I was like, he's got to go. Like, got to go. The gotta second. Go. The yeah. second. Because, like, I tell people all the time, I'm not mad we didn't get Mahomes. I'm not. No, because none I'm of us mad. saw that coming. None of us saw I, that coming. I'm, nobody. Who, it was a guess. Right. I'm mad right. that out of all three of them, you traded up to get the worst one. Right. <laughs> That's what's upsetting. And and the other upsetting thing is the guy who was technically the best quarterback in the draft and Deshaun Watson, you didn't even interview. Right. Right. You didn't even talk to him. And, like, and, and, that, and that we, makes no sense. And we talk about the fact that Dabo, his coach, referred to him as Michael Jordan. As soon as he said that, I yeah. said, oh, that's scary. Because basically what it was is we got Sam Bowie. As soon as he said that shit, I was like, oh, no. We got Sam Bowie. I know how it feels now for Portland fans. I I know what it feels now. But ours is worse because this was like trading up and missing out on Hakeem Olajuwon and Jordan. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So this is worse. You missed out on Mike, but you had Clyde Drexler. I get it. I don't have Clyde Drexler, man. I only had Clyde Cephas. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I got nobody back there. I got this dude, well, Mr. Trubisky, one year at the, you know, football powerhouse, North Carolina. Yeah. The yeah. basketball school. You right. drive from a, ba- you drive the football guy from a non-football school, really. I mean, no offense to those guys. But well, that, was a, that was a part-time starter, right? Right. Yep. Because he, because, he, because he drove a beat-up Camry. I swear to God. He drove a beat-up Camry. Yeah, you know, this is the thing because they got mad, they got probably got mad because Deshaun Watson was probably pulling up in a Bugatti or some shit. They probably was like, "Nah, he's too flashy, <laughs> too flashy, <laughs> too flashy, he's too flashy." We gonna take the guy driving the 2002 beater, right? Now, don't forget that you know he was the MVP of you know the national championship. You know, forget right. the runner up to the Heisman. You know, yeah, all yeah. about that. Flashy. Minor, 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 that. minor details. Minor details. I tell you, this guy right here. I tell you, and and I heard Lawrence Holmes say this. He said he draft. He thinks Ryan Pace drafted Mitch because he saw himself in Mitch. Oh, and I said, man, that that explains a lot. Like That's a guy, right you there. know, if you look at him, you're like I can see that. You know, if I look at Mitch, I can I can definitely see a guy who probably scrapped his way up. You know what I'm saying to the top because he started out, you know, as an assistant scout. 
you know, yep. to get to the point that he's at. So that's, I can see him kind of looking at you know him what? and that's, kind of feeling himself. And, that, and that's cute. That's real cute. I, 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 I feel that's like just biased, man. That's just biased. It's adorable, right? It's yeah. adorable. Yeah. That's just biased, it, it man. Ain't cute when, it ain't cute when I got the second pick in the draft. You know what I'm saying? And I got uh, two gifts that you just got, and you're like, nah. Nah, I'm gonna go with the guy what, with the let's see. And, and he's never gonna live that down. And I don't care that fans are listening to us right now. Like, oh, these guys are still having this argument about the quarterback. Guess what? Fuck this. this is our show. Not so argument. Fuck we want to. Because <laughs> what this is, but what this is is the fact that Pace got this quarterback situation wrong. He set this yeah, franchise wrong. back. He set the, he set the franchise back. Yeah. Because now we're in salary cap hell because you thought we had the quarterback. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. We messed up before we even got Mitch. We signed Mike mm. Glennon, right? Remember that? Who only lasted what? How many games yes. lasted? One game? So we messed up from the start, really. It was always, it was a messed up part from the get-go. And then we dragged Mr. Yeah. Bisky after that. It was all bad from the get-go. But yeah. but yeah, that's a fair point. But it, but the thing about it is, is that when you drafted Mitch and you basically said that this was your quarterback, did you go out and get a Khalil Mack? We didn't have Khalil Mack at the time that they signed Glennon. Right. Sure so did. Glennon. That was more of a stopgap. If 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 that's if you ask me, they still shouldn't have signed that motherfucker. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you didn't have Khalil Mack yet. The right. moment that you pulled the trigger on that trade and made me disrupt my whole household when I saw the news come over across, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Facts. We trying all to win right? now. What maybe yeah. we're trying to win now. You're trying to win now, right? Yep. That's yep. it. That's the quarterback that you said, you know what? He's the guy. Yep. He wasn't the guy. What you've done also. What you've done and what makes it really sad is you turn Khalil Mack into rims because that's what he is now. It's like Khalil, because you got him because you were ready to win, like you said. You were right. ready to win. You're like, we got the quarterback in place. We got everything in place. Let's we get Khalil Mack, we over the top now. Now what you got is, is an ill incredible set of rims on your car. That's it. Your car stinks. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's not his fault. It's not no. Khalil Mack's fault at all, man. Because you brought him in because you said you were ready and you weren't ready. You weren't no. ready to pay for them for them rims on the car, dog. Your engine still ain't working. And, and that's usually how it goes when people put rims on these cars. Because now this is the second set of rims that we don't we shouldn't even own. Because yes. <laughs> the, the first set, uh, Big Dave, you talked about was Cordarrelle Patterson. Yep. And Yep. That's another guy that he is probably one of the most valuable players on this team. Mm-hmm. Yes, he you is. Think yeah. about that. And A-Dub talked about this earlier in the season, the fact of field position with him. Teams either kick the ball to him and make that mistake to do it, and he punishes them, or they kick away from him, and it goes to an up back who ends up getting us like to the 30, 35-yard line, right? Right, right. That's the effect of Cordell Patterson. Mm-hmm. But then also – you can see that he's starting to make a really good impact in that running game and then also yeah. as a receiver. I mean, he had that, he was the only fucking receiver today that had the presence of mind to go for a first down. Yes, I mean, you did. saw him, he was like a stretch, play. you know, but yeah. man, he's a hell of a player. That was a good stretch on that play, though. He called it, though. On it the was. Pass play. He stretched out that one arm. That was nice. It was nice, man. No, no knees didn't touch the ground or nothing. Just a beautiful stretch for that first down he had. Yeah. Yes, sir. He's been awesome for them. He has, yep. but he's rims. He, he's rims, yeah. So that's the second set of rims that we got. You know, right. sets of rims, though. That, uh, um, one more thing I want to just say something about before we go into offensive and defensive game balls here. What were you guys' thoughts on that um, Hail Mary attempt going into the half when Eddie Jackson's going for the pick instead of batting the ball down? I don't know. Maybe I just might be picking on him a little bit too much, but I was angry on that. Man. I think you're picking on him. 
You think so? Okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, call, call, call me out. Yeah. I just, for me personally, I'm like, dude, back that shit down. But we'll, yeah, what'd you think? I got you. You're right. I feel you. I feel you. But it, I, I wasn't mad at him for trying to do that. It's what he does best. Honestly, it's what he does best. It's, it's making a play on the football. And he tried to do that. And instead of doing that, I mean, it went to the ground. I mean, because for me, it's like no harm, no foul. It's hard for me to pick on it when I when it did, you know what I mean? When nothing came of it. You know what I'm saying? See, for me on that, I was like, man, Hawkinson was right behind him. And I was just kind of worried. I was like, bro, that shit was kind of close. I don't know. What what'd you think, A-Dub? Man, I thought they should have just went ahead and grabbed the football. Because here's the deal, man. If it's not about today. It's just not about today. It's about how many times we always knock the ball down versus try to go for an interception. Mm. That's what it is for me. It's too many times I've seen our guys pat the ball down. No one, we made a layout, nice wood on somebody and let the ball go down. Let's get some interceptions. We don't get enough of that. Think about where interceptions came from today, right? We got one today. Look where it came from. Came from what? Nichols we got the interception. Yeah. It's yeah. like when we're going, when we're going to play that way on the outside to get the to get the turnovers, right? Our secondary don't get enough turnovers. We really don't. And I think we need to. So for me, it wasn't just about today, Big Dave. It was about overall totality of this whole thing, patting the ball down. No, get that ball. Stop playing. So on, on that play, I still think they should have bodied it down. But I think to your point, there's a lot of plays that we've seen with Jalen Johnson that he's could have had picks where he's just basically deflecting the ball. So in that situation where you're talking about, those guys need to have more of that playmaker mentality. Yeah. Even with that Tyshawn Gibson play, uh, on primetime TV, you remember that one where he batted the ball down. I'm like, bro, you could have had a pick six. Exactly. So no, you no, that's a fair point. I just, I don't know. I kind of felt like maybe I was picking on them a little bit, but just from me in my mind, I'm thinking like, dude, that could have been very close to a fucking touchdown. Yeah. That's, 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 that was that's, it. Because you don't want to bet the ball. Yeah. You bet it I mean, up, bet it down, whatever. Yeah. yeah, you bet the ball up in general, right? It's still in the air. <laughs> you know, if you bet it down, hey, it's still in the air to hit the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so to get there, got to get there first. You got that yeah. much crowd going on. Yeah. He could have hit it down so much could have tipped it back up, you know? It's like, you don't want to play them kind of games with. That's all. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. I just wanted to throw that out there. Let's see. Let's see. We'll see what the listeners think, you know? <laughs> hit, hit us up. Hit us up. Let us let us know what y'all think. <laughs> all right, uh, A-Dub, who'd you have for your right. offensive game ball recipient? Uh, my offensive game ball went to uh, Montgomery. I thought that his impact early on in the game, uh, when we made it impactful, we allowed him to be you know, himself, right? His running ability, to getting those yards, those hard run yards, that put a whole lot of pressure on Detroit that actually helped us get the lead, right, with his rushing ability. Because that that created a lot of good play actions, moves with that, to allow other guys in the receiver core to get some, up, some open opportunities. So I say Montgomery impact was the biggest today that what I saw. That's fair. What you got, Big Dave? I, I mean, I agree with you, definitely, about Montgomery. Um, but I'm going to give it to Mitch. I just liked how calm and competent he looked for three quarters. <laughs> for, for three, okay. even even three and a half, if you want to Three and a half, yeah. You can say three. And yeah. it was three, the best I've quarters. seen him play. Yeah. You're right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it, was, it was just that. But it was just the fact that it's the most competent and, and calm I'd seen him look all season long, including the mm-hmm. three games that he won. Right. I, I was watching him, and he wasn't making bonehead decisions. He, like yeah. I said, the only bonehead decision he made early on was not getting rid of the football. <laughs> but he wasn't making silly plays and not knowing what was going on in the field, not locking in on one receiver. I saw him make one throw off his back foot, like one right. throw off his right. back foot. And it was a completion. So I, I just, I saw he worked on his game and he came out and I thought he just played better. He spread the ball around. Yeah, he he did. didn't lock in on one receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, everybody got a chance to touch the football. Uh, and he, yeah, he, he definitely tried his best. He definitely yeah. had his best effort. But then again, you know, when you put him in the pocket, you know, he he found out he was Mitch Trubisky. 
<laughs> you know, and, and, then, and then it got yeah. real. No, but, too often, yeah, but I'll give it, I'll give it to him. Yeah, <laughs> hey, man, he found out. Some people got to find out the hard way. You know what I'm saying? Right. He found out the hard way who he was. But I, I'll give him the game ball because I was just happy that he played at a level of competency that I hadn't seen from him all season. Yeah. Did you all see that hard count he did? I mean, I haven't seen him do a hard count all That's season. That's what I'm saying. So like, whoa, a hard count by Mr. Trisky? Right. That's what we don't see often. Right. Like, he, I didn't see him panic when, when stuff was going on. I just saw calm, like, okay, you go here, you go here. He was very calm and composed and put together on, on a lot of those plays, man. And, yeah, I was just happy to see that from him. Yeah, I, w- I would say this. Uh, we we said it in the open. Mitch wasn't the, the problem today, right? Um, and right. the thing about it is, is that he wasn't used correctly because they're still forcing him to be a pocket passer when that's not his game. So uh, I, I definitely have no issue with that game ball. And uh, A-Dub, I agree with you on the, the Montgomery. I wish that they would have featured him more because mm-hmm. now this is back-to-back games where we're seeing that that guy is, uh, is making it happen out there. So I definitely agree with that one. Yeah. Who, who did you guys have defensively? For the defensive game ball, you know, it's funny. I was going to say Robert Quinn, but <laughs> I just can't. I can't bring myself to say, you know, Robert Quinn. I'm going to give it to Khalil Mack because um, he was the only one causing – he was causing all kinds of havoc for them back there. And even though he didn't get – he had a sack, but it got taken away from him. But he played just lights out, man. Like, he just causes so much he, – he does those things – that you don't see in the stat sheets, you know what I'm saying? Like right. you don't see it show up, you know what I'm saying, in the box scores. You know, just the pressures he gets, the sacks he gets for his teammates because he's chased the quarterback out of the pocket and he has to move. He did that today a couple times. And it was, it was it's just good to see him do those kind of things, man. And to do it when you're being held basically <laughs> the entire game and to still be this impactful is just, it's just mind-blowing how good this dude is, man. And yeah, I, I definitely give him my game ball. What would you have, A-Dub? That's an awesome one because he was well, definitely wreaking havoc all game. Yeah. He, he did what he had to do. But for me, you know, uh, I gave it to nobody. You know, in his oh, nobody. I didn't, get, I didn't get nobody. Anytime we're going to give up 27 or more points on defense, I, it's hard for me to give it to somebody because we didn't dominate defensively. I didn't see no domination, right? as a team mm. or as individuals. I mean, I saw Khalil Mack get some moves in, right? Get some pressure out there, but it wasn't enough. We expect for him, we, we want some sacks too. We didn't get that at all. You know, yeah. got a few pressure. You're right, he's getting held, whatever, but they're not calling it for him. That's not my fault. It's what it is. Uh, but I, I'm not seeing enough. I, I don't see this dominance, right? Um, mm. From these guys, from nobody today, really. I saw Quinn getting, getting in action, right? That's good. We saw a lot of guys getting action, but we didn't see enough. That's fair, but I would say this, man. You know, on this podcast, I mean, no disrespect to any of the other ones out there that focus on stats. I don't focus on the stats with Khalil Mack because uh, the one thing that Big Dave brought up, and I agree with it, is the fact that a lot of the stuff that he does, if you watch film, it doesn't show up in the stat column. It does not. It's, it's, con- it's constant pressure where he's forcing the quarterback to move, and if maybe the other guys on that defense can make plays and they can capitalize off of his impact that he's making, right? I agree. Because we see situations where he's getting chipped, he's getting blocked, there's like two or three people on him, and he's still finding ways to get in that back or get in that quarterback's face. Um, So I don't know. I I would just say this, man. Uh, Khalil Mack, to me, is somebody that we just don't have the necessary pieces around him for him to accept. And and that's just the way I see it. That may be it. That may be it. It's just I didn't see enough today. That's all to even see him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. He did do his thing. Like you say, he got some pressure on there. I just didn't see enough to where it made a difference. Because <laughs> it's together. It's a team. It's still a team sport, right? That's right. That's right. 
and I, I'm kind of with you on that. I didn't. I don't really have anybody that I would necessarily give a game ball to. Somebody that I wanted to highlight would probably be Bilal Nichols because I like mm-hmm. the way that he showed up today. Yeah, and that yeah. one-handed pick played was well. amazing, right? Yep. He played well. He, he was did. in the backfield, and that's a kid right here that had a tough job of replacing um, our buddy Goldman that went out, right? Yeah, I think and, it's Goldman, yeah. Yeah, it was. And so Bilal Nichols, man, he's been solid this season, and he's mm-hmm. been showing up a lot. And so that yes. would be the person that I would kind of look at. I'm not necessarily sure if I would give him a game ball, but I would say, man, he's been playing very well. Right. That's kind of how I looked at yeah, everybody today, really. Yes. Yeah. He had, a, he had a nice game. Like, I, I agree with you on Nick. He had a sack in that interception. Yeah. He was just awesome. So, yeah. Yep. I, I show, shout out to Bilal Nichols. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, but before we get over to our fan reaction segment, I wanted to just see if you guys had any quick little final thoughts on the game or just uh, the road ahead for this ball club. Oh, oh, yes. Look, next week is will be the reckoning. <laughs> Do you hear me? It will be the reckoning next week because they played Deshaun <laughs> Watson and the Texans. And if you don't think Deshaun Watson has been looking forward to this game, you crazy. You know he got this game circled. You know he can't wait to show out against the Bears, the team that wouldn't even interview him. Like he that listen, guys hold that in them because that they, everybody needs something to fuel them and to move them along. And I guarantee you, he got the Bears circled on his calendar. So for the Bears to be on a six-game losing streak, and for the and I believe that the uh te- the Texans lost uh today, you know he's coming in focused, and you know he can't wait to play the Bears, man. It, it will be the reckoning. He is coming. For our souls, so be prepared. We we in trouble. Yeah, because we because because we already saw we already saw what Mahomes did last season in Soldier Field in his revenge game. So it's it's, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, up. It's coming, man. What you got? Well, I gotta say, Vance, this year, I always said the Packers was one of the teams we looked at as far as wanting to beat. This Texas team is another team we gotta want to beat as well because, like you said, with this kid coming in, we ain't gonna play no games with us. We gotta stop the passing. We gotta do a good job with that. We can't let this guy look awesome. It's going to really fuel the fans even more. So, yeah, that's my two cents. I hear you, man. I just, man, when I look at this team and I saw that we had a 47-year-old Adrian Peterson that was still making plays on this defense, that shit was disheartening. Um, <laughs> and I swear, I was definitely looking to get in the car and drive up to the West Coast because that shit was sad and fucking pathetic. <laughs> um, but this is just a bad culture, man. And we said it last week on this on this show, Adel. We said, look, I don't care if this team is still in a playoff chase or playoff hunt. This isn't a playoff team. Any fan out here that can't objectively look at this team and see them for what they are, then I'm sorry, but I got some fucking uh, swamp land to sell you in Florida because this is not a good team. This is not a good football team. Uh, We all deserve better. And uh, I would just say next week, as Big Dave said, it's going to be a fucking shitstorm. Yeah. Bears fans, right now, the Bears don't deserve your meathead fandom. And what I mean by that, they, you can be a fan of the team, but I mean being a blind fan of the team and just rooting for it because they're the bear. They don't deserve any of that. You got to use your brain. on The last time I was a meathead bear fan is Khalil Mack against the Packers, his first game. That first half, I was meathead city. You hear me? Uh, and that's the last time that that happened. They don't deserve it right now, guys. They, they don't deserve it from you, man. They got to earn that. You, you are too good of a fan for them to be out here doing what they're doing on the field and doing what they're doing in the front office. You're too good of a fan. They don't deserve that from you. That, that's that's well said, and, and I got nothing to add on that. Let's go into our fair reactions, but that was a hell of a point, Big Dave. All right, I don't know which one of you guys want to take this first, but we got a couple to go through. So the first uh, fan reaction came from Black Villain 2. 
And he says, I love my Bears. All of Chicago and beyond loves them. But we need a change. This is excruciating to sit through and watch each week. He's absolutely correct, you know. Um, and there may be some changes coming up in the near future, like you all said, with um, head coaching may have to be, ride pace maybe on the, on the clock as well. You know, these guys should be on the hot seat. They should be. We need to make some changes absolutely very fast because this is getting ugly. We have, I mean, we cannot keep putting this product right here where we keep playing one half of a football game. And we see it time at the time, one half of a football game. Gotta, we got to do better than this. Yeah, it's, it's got to be better. I mean, like I just said, like the, you, you hear the, the pain in this dude's letter. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I love my team, but dude, what am I yeah. looking at? This is insane. I'm tired of dealing with this because it's, it's, it's hurting your logic in your brain. You know what I mean? Like just make logical moves and do certain things. And you don't see them doing that and they just continue to be bad and they just continue to ride on history, you know, and, and coast on what the past was. And that's not going to get you anything, you know, in the present or the future. So, right. yeah, they, they change must happen and they must happen very soon. Agreed, fellas. Uh, we have another one from uh, Lucy Morningstar and uh, her, her her reaction was drinking wine for the rest of the day and night. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Lucy. Drink it up. You know what I'm saying? Hold that joint up. You hear what I'm telling you? Hold up as many as you need. Because, man, that, that's what this team would drive you to do. You see, you see what prayers had to do. Prayer yeah. had to give him a couple, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's what it is. They dub, I'm sure, had a beverage. Right. Like this, this is what it is, man. Like it got me, it got me right too. Enjoy. Yeah. You, you earned it. It got me right too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drink exactly. up. Exactly. Pretty soon, man. Hey, with this way this thing's going, man, it's gonna have us all in rehab <laughs> for drinking. <laughs> my, my, my only question for you, Lucy, is what you drinking, red or white over there? Right. That's a great question. You know, that's a great question. Yes, sir. I love white. I'm a white one. Yeah. I like red, but I like white. Yeah, white is my preferred too. But you know, it depends. That if you're having a steak, then you might want to go with the red. Right? The red with that steak, yeah. Fair point. That's Fair right. Point. So you know what? You know, y'all listeners, y'all don't even know how we get over here. We we culture too. We, you know, it's <laughs> all football. <laughs> all right. So our next uh, fan reaction was from Malcolm Riley, and he said he's paying his last respects to the Pace, Nagy, and Trubisky era. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah. It's about time for us to pull the plug, though. I'm not sure when, right? That the, the thing is about when. But yeah, man, it's time for us yeah. to give up on that era on those guys because um two years in a row, right? Where and things seem to re- look really bad this year from losing to Detroit, how we losing. Um, yeah, it looks worse. So at this point, the hot seat is there. When they're gonna make a move. It's time to make that move, man. Like I, you can't you can't wait any. I'm sure the Bears have never fired anybody, you know, mid-season or anything like that. Right. So understandable. They they want to give them a chance for our season. I fine. But at the end of the season, bro, go down. Like, don't even give him a chance to come back to his office. He's like, hey, bro, no, just come, come up to my office. Come on up. Just come we'll on ship up. It to you. We'll ship it to you. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. right. <laughs> like, we got movers in there right now, packing up everything. You know, don't worry about it. But yeah, they got to go. A dubs and HR. So he, he already know how that talk track go. We'll ship it to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got the price, get you a discount, yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 Your last check's in the mail. Don't worry about it. We get it. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got a couple more guys. Uh, Barelissimo. He basically, in response to uh, Patrick Finley's article about Mitch's fumble, losing the game, and basically ruining the season, he hits up uh, Patrick Finley and says, but you don't say anything about a Fetty letting his letting his man beat him inside. Where's your objectivity? What'd you guys think about that one? No, I thought that was, that was I thought that was a bar. 
No, that's a big uh, that's a big point though because you know what, Fetty did lose that battle there, you know. And yeah. anytime your line lose a battle like that, where your quarterback don't see it, that was one of those plays you just don't see because the guy got his arm in there right to knock it out. It wasn't like he had his arms all over Mitch like that. It wasn't. He got his hand in there and got it out. So that's on the Fetty, you know. And he's right. He should take a lot of ownership on that play too because we can't let the guy. It's one watches his hand, watches the other's hand. You can't just give Mitch the whole full credit of that play. That's a great point, Doug. I don't even have much to add to that. that yes, what he said. <laughs> that's it. That was that was well said, eh, Doug? All right, we got two more for you guys. So we have another one from Notorious CMG. He just says, "Why do we always have to do something dumb every game?" He said, "Most he said uh, <laughs> 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 most games more than one thing." But he said, "We lost to the Lions for fuck's sake." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, bro, yeah." I mean, yes, like they're, they're trash. We lost to a trash team. And it just lets you know where we stand and, and who we are this season. And, and it sucks because we're tired of feeling this way. But again, changes got to be made and they and they need to be made immediately when the season ends. What Big Dave said. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So the last one we got comes from uh, Cousin Heidi. She's the queen of Bears Twitter. And hers was very simple, Heidi. short to the point. She said, F you, coach. Right. <laughs> there it you is. know what? Hey, look, that's it right there. <laughs> that's it, A Dub. That's it. That's it, bro. That's it. Message received. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, bro. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> all of that, right? <laughs> Every, bit of it. Every bit of that, all for you, sir. Hey, yes. put a receipt on that. <laughs> Get out of our community, Matthew. Oh man, dude, they they bad. They got to go. They, they got to go. go. They got to go. Well, Big Dave, man, we appreciate you for coming on, man. And as always, he definitely uh, brightened up the vibes and, and improved the moods over here. I will not be driving out to the West Coast for at least another week. <laughs> <laughs> That's good thank to you, hear, man. Yes. I can save a life. You know yes, I mean? you did. You did. You did. Thank you so much. Thank You're you welcome. so much. You're All right. Hey, Dub, bruh, another week, man. Another loss, man. I don't. I don't, I don't even know. We got another preview pod coming up. We're going to have to talk about the Titans. And, again, we're going to say the same stuff to our fans and our listeners, and they're going to do what they're going to do out there, bro. <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. But I, I do appreciate you, Big Dave, for coming on with us here. This is going to be a tough end of the season for a lot of our fans. There's going to be a lot of changes that are going to happen. If anyone thinks that they're going to try out the same structure in this team uh, for next season, you're sadly mistaken. There's going to be a lot of things that we're going to see that's going to happen. Don't expect to see the same people out there on the field next year. There's going to be hey. a lot of changes. It has to be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, even the water boy. Get rid of him. He wasn't getting the hype today. <laughs> I, I ain't like the way he was getting the water, bro. Man, Listen, I didn't like the way he was wearing his mask today. It was a lot. It was a lot. Bro. Like you saw, you saw how thirsty that my man was. Uh, Khalil Mack was. And you only have a drink for him? How dare you, bro? You only get there. I ain't like it. The audacity of this guy. The audacity. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Uh, uh, water uh, with the water hose. How the water, dare? Not the water boy, though, man. The water boy. Hey, you gotta go, ain't hey, hey, go. I want them all out. I want them all out, hey, dude. From the top to the bottom, but you straight say from the top to the bottom. And you said you say bottom. <laughs> from the man. top on down, man. Hey, look, I watched the Bulls do it. I'm saying I can watch Ooh. the Bears do it. And that's, that's right. why the, that's why that's the point for the Bulls, brother. Because yes, sir. everybody left. 
<laughs> Everybody gone. So yeah. Water boy and all, man. I want to fall out of here. Yeah, that's right. And that, and that's why we got hope, man. That's why we got hope with that Bulls organization. So this we'll is see. true. A lot of hope. Yep. Yep. We'll see. Well, fellas, man, we're gonna get up out of here. Uh, before we get out, we wanted to just basically let our listeners know uh, that we are still uh, collecting uh, toys for our toy drive as we partnered up with Childlink, a phenomenal organization. We appreciate all the support. Um, so far, uh, our Bears listeners, friends, and family have donated 172 items uh, for this toy drive. Humbling as hell for me and A-Dub uh, for the support and outpouring that we got from you guys. This is something that's near and dear to us. As you guys know, me and him are not about the clout chasing aspect of things here. This is all from the heart. And this is all love. So we appreciate everything you guys are doing for this. It's going for a great cause and you guys helping to give some joy to some kids in a tough, I mean, this is a tough year for all of us. But right. can you imagine these kids in the system, what they're going through with all this? So thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. We really appreciate it. Tough year for everybody, but anything you guys can do, you know, we're going to be still collecting items for the rest of this week. Please, you know, reach out to us and let us know if you're willing to help. Well but said, Chris. Without uh, further ado, A-Dub going to sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sanchez Podcast. This show is now available on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. For our next episode, we will be joined by Branson Thomas from the Black Road Texans show as we preview the Week 14 matchup against the Texans. Bear Nation, come down with us. Peace.